Each year, the PubK Group convenes the top practitioners in government contracting to discuss the past year's most important and intriguing developments for government contractors and their council. From January 9th through the 12th, our experts will engage in 12 in-depth discussions about contract requirements, litigation, legislation, and regulatory activity. For a preview of this year's event, join us now for this special edition of Bonafide Needs with host Arnold and Porter partner Mike McGill and his guest, PubK President Alan Schwatkin. Hi, Alan. Welcome back to the podcast. uh, Mike, thanks very much. Looking forward to the discussion. I'm excited to have you back as a guest. We're going to preview PubK's annual review, which is a program covering developments in government contracting over the past year. Before we get to that, why don't we start with the reminder of the breadth of PubK Group and an annual review, if you will, of PubK. What have been some of the notable developments this year at PubK? Well, thanks, and I'm uh, excited to be here and talk about that. Uh, PubK is a publisher. This year, we're publishing four newsletters, PubK Law, PubK Cyber, and PubK Compliance, uh, published every day, except for some holidays. And uh, new this year, we launched in uh, the summer our fourth publication, PubK M&A, uh, which focuses on those areas. So uh, all about the uh, content and uh ongoing work in each of those areas. Uh, We obviously keep, uh, there's some overlap, so we keep subscribers to compliance informed of major law development and law informed of major uh, M&A activities, but each of those four newsletters covers specific areas. We're very excited. The number of subscribers uh, are up across all of the newsletters and uh, particularly uh, pleased with the growth that we've had in the M&A Uh, We're always looking for content from subscribers and non-subscribers. We have a job board that people can uh, post information on. And uh, as importantly for subscribers, we have an extensive library of all of the uh, material that we publish. So that's uh, a great resource. If you don't happen to to remember about a particular case or an issue, uh, that library is a good repository of, of the work that we've done and the information that we've made available. Uh, The annual review, uh, our signature event for the year. This is our eighth annual session uh, that we'll be holding. Session this year will be uh, January 9th through the 12th, 2023. Uh, And over those four days, we'll do 12 different sessions covering key uh, segments of uh, federal contracting law, uh, everything from protest and false claims act to uh, small business construction and uh, mergers and acquisitions. Uh, Registration is free. You don't have to be a subscriber to uh, participate. Uh, And we'll make that available to uh, all subscribers and and those who have been following PubK. Uh, We've got uh, over 30 speakers uh, across those 12 panels and more being added. So uh, registration is now open. I encourage people to go to the pubkgroup.com website and click on the annual review for 2023 and you'll see the list of all the panels that we're holding, the 
names of all the speakers that we've got committed and registration is simply a click on the sessions you're interested in. Someone can subscribe, can register for one or two or all 12, uh, and then we'll provide information closer to the sessions about the links for each of those programs. And, and Alan, it's gonna be virtual again this year, correct? That's right. Uh, we had good experiences over the last two years uh, with the virtual programs. And uh, last year, a significant number of our attendees were outside the metropolitan Washington, D.C. area. That was very encouraging to see that uh, we were able to deliver content uh, to such a large segment of our interested population, both subscribers and non-subscribers who were outside of the D.C. area and probably uh, would not have been able to travel into D.C. for an in-person meeting. We obviously missed the camaraderie of an in-person session. We keep asking ourselves and sponsors and others uh, about redoing that. Uh, it's still on the table for the next year's session, but for right now, everything, uh, the program is all virtual and only virtual. Great, thanks, Alan. Let me, let me quickly, I think it will be helpful for the audience to just quickly run through the breadth of the 12 panels. And so bid protest is on Monday, January 9th from noon to 1.50 p.m., all times Eastern. Then investigations, disclosures, and suspension and debarment follows on the 9th at 2 p.m. and runs until 2.50. Then labor and employment on the 9th from 3 to 4.50. Then on Tuesday, the 10th starts with cost pricing and audits from noon to 1.50 p.m. Eastern, followed by grants and cooperative agreements on the 10th starting at 2, running to 2.50. Then cyber and information technology that's on Tuesday, starting at three o'clock, running to 4.50. Then on Wednesday, the first program at noon is claims, disputes, and terminations running until 1.50, followed by construction contracting at two, running to 2.50, followed by small business contracting, starting at three on Wednesday, running to 3.50. And then finally on Wednesday, from four to 4.50, there's the mergers and acquisitions panel. And then the last day is Thursday, the 12th, starting at noon is the False Claims Act, a Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, Fraud and Enforcement Panel, starting at noon, running to 150. And then the last panel this year is Statutes, Regulations, Executive Orders, and Policies, which starts at 2 o'clock, runs to 350 on the 12th. And, and so, Alan, what is the situation as it currently stands in terms of CLE credit for any of the programming this year? Again, this year we'll uh, solicit CLE credit from uh, six or seven states. Uh, we have to have the material in advance in order to apply. So the CLE credit, uh, while we're applying for it, we won't know what we've been approved for until after we uh, get all the program materials to, together and submit it. Uh, last year we were approved by uh, each of those jurisdictions for uh, significant CLE hours. Uh, each one a little different in, in what they allowed. Some allowed virtual programming to take to uh, receive credit. Some said the panel members had to be in person. So we're working our way through all of that. But uh, CLE credit uh, in those jurisdictions we apply for, uh, but we can also support CLE credit in other jurisdictions uh, that somebody is interested in taking the initiative to go after. There's no charge if you're a subscriber to any one of the PubK uh, publications. Uh, there's no charge for the administrative work we do for CLA. 
If you are not a subscriber and want uh, our support on CLA, we're happy to do that. But there's a small administrative fee. And all of that information is right on the registration page uh, for, uh, for the annual review. And Alan, if say somebody doesn't hear this podcast and you know somehow they weren't familiar with PubK's annual review and they, they listen to this podcast on January 14th next year, do you plan again to make some of the content available after the program? We absolutely do. Uh, in fact, today you can still go on the PubK website and uh, see some of the material from the prior year's annual reviews. We generally make that available from a month, six weeks after the program. We record the sessions and uh, have the material available uh, for anybody who missed the session or uh, wants to come back in to see one or all of them. Great. Why don't we quickly turn to some of the substance? The subjects and topics that will be covered in some of the sessions are fairly self-explanatory and, and focused in, in some ways. The audience probably has a good sense of what will be covered in the protest session, for example. It's going to cover general trends, presumably at GAO and the Court of Federal Claims, and then highlight key decisions that impact practitioners and, and, and contractors over the past year. The session on Cybersecurity will cover the Department of Defense's latest developments on CMMC version 2.0. In fact, I see you have it right there in the title. And then probably also developments uh, at the Department of Justice in terms of enforcement. However, some of this, the sessions have certainly broader topics. So I think it might be helpful to provide a bit of a roadmap and maybe we could flag some of the sessions that will be covering certain subjects and topics that are likely to be of interest. And just down to, to start with one that a lot of people uh, in, in this space are focused on, which are the environmental regulations, including the proposed rule out of the administration on greenhouse gas emissions. How will you be covering those during the annual review, but both that rulemaking and other developments in the green procurement and environmental space uh, this year? That's a great question, Mike. And uh, we saw as the rulemaking was developing, as the, the Biden administration was issuing uh, lots of executive orders and uh, directives to the federal agencies, uh, we didn't have a natural home for that. We didn't have a special segment on uh, climate and uh, greenhouse gas. So we are gonna, uh, we'll have someone address that specifically as part of the statutes, regulations, and executive orders. So while that segment is very broad. There are lots of executive orders. Uh, we're going to carve out, and the panel members will uh, carve out a special uh, segment just on the climate, the ESG matters. So while it's the last session of the last day, uh, it'll have a significant portion of the conversation. Uh, so too, uh, uh, lots of money. Uh, Congress has passed both the Infrastructure Act and the CHIPS Act. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of new guidance coming out around those. Uh, our uh, construction panel is uh, going to take on some of that information, uh, some of those initiatives. And yes, there's statutes and yes, there's regulations, but uh, the construction panel uh, uniquely is going to uh, talk about uh, where we've been this year in some of these construction matters, the legal policy issues, uh, but also what to anticipate what's coming down the road for uh, the infrastructure uh, plans, as well as the CHIPS Act. Thanks, Alan. And, and you mentioned at the beginning that you'd launched the new newsletter, uh, PubK M&A, this year, and we have an M&A panel. What do you expect the, that that panel will end up covering this year? 
Well, there's a lot of developments uh, in, in both the marketplace as well as the legal and compliance matters. So uh, as the M&A activity has grown, not just among the large companies, uh, but also among the mid-tier and uh, upper small businesses, uh, attention to the myriad of requirements uh, for mergers and acquisitions, uh, compliance matters, uh, due diligence, uh, uh, what should be in data rooms and things of that sort. Uh, we've tried to pick up those matters as they've uh, evolved from the, through the M&A newsletter. And I'm confident that our panel, which will have uh, uh, both uh, two attorneys, uh, well-known practitioners in the M&A world of government contracts, as well as a uh, representative from uh, one of the investment firms, uh, will be able to address that uh, very, very well. Uh, we had the M&A uh, last year, uh, and it was very well received. And uh, while looking at the registrations, it's already uh, growing in importance and attention to uh, to those who have already registered for the 2023 session. So I'm confident that we'll have a lot to cover in that area. Um, uh, Justice Department guidelines, uh, compliance reviews, and uh, elsewhere as well. Great, thanks, Alan. And I think that's a, that's important to emphasize is that obviously we'll have a lot of panelists from private practice. Uh, but in addition, you mentioned on the M&A panel, Susan Gabay from Houlihan Loki is going to be participating. And then there will be other non-private practitioners on some of the other panels. Like, for example, if you perhaps provide an overview of your cost pricing and audits panel for this year. Sure. But uh, one of our uh, classic uh, sessions, and we've got uh, three from uh, the accounting firms uh, that are taking the lead. We're also... Uh, uh, have uh, invites out to uh, an attorney to help us on that cost pricing panel. There's uh, so much going on in the allowable cost world uh, and the regulations associated with that. It's always a very well attended, very uh, well presented program. Uh, but to come back to the point about not just the practicing attorneys, uh, we've got uh, two other government officials uh, who are participating. Uh, one on our uh, cyber panel, uh, Kristen Grimes, who was the uh, from the uh, FBI. She's assistant general counsel at the FBI and has been uh, actively involved in some of the government activities, investigations around cyber. Uh, will be joining us on the cyber panel again this year. And Sam Lee, uh, who's a senior attorney at the Small Business Administration uh, and a good friend of PubK, uh, will be joining us on our small business panel. Uh, because of the significant number of changes that are taking place in the small business regulatory as well as enforcement areas. So we're always looking for uh, non-traditional participants. Um, sometimes government has a little bit of a challenge uh, participating, agreeing to participate, although they're a significant uh, subscriber to the newsletters. We like to find opportunities of bringing that government voice to the program. I'm particularly pleased that we have uh, a number of non-attorneys uh, joining us in the program across the whole across the whole spectrum of opportunities. And, and Alan, actually, a lot of the program we will focus on procurement contracting. But of course, uh, as I mentioned, as we walk through all the panels, you have a panel that's focused on grants and cooperative agreements this year as well. Perhaps a, a quick overview of what you expect from that panel this year. For those uh, who may not know, grants dwarfs 
spending on contracts. Now, over $700 billion in federal spending on grants, where uh, contracts is a mere $600 billion. So uh, a significant portion, and many of the companies are uh, competing for both grants and contracts. So it's a it's an area that has uh, always been of interest. We track those during the course of the year um, in, in terms of activity. It's got its own separate regulations. And over the past couple of years, the grants regulations at 2 CFR uh, 200 has become has gotten closer and closer to the federal acquisition regulation. And, uh, but there are some key differences. So this grants panel is really going to look at where the trends are coming from in grants only and uh, integration of the grants world with the procurement world, the, the contracts world, everything from the regulatory standpoint all the way through uh, suspension and debarment rules. Again, while they're separate, they're getting closer and closer together. I want to come back to the, the point you made about OT, uh, other transactions, because we're going to touch on that in a number of different ways. Obviously, in contract formation, that's critical. Uh, the federal government generally and the Department of Defense in particular has been an aggressive user of other transactions uh, through the defense uh, experimental unit, uh, contracting activities, use of consortiums. Uh, we'll look at that in the bid protest area. Uh, there's been some decisions at the Government Accountability Office, the Court of Federal Claims about the scope of protest of uh, other transactions awards. So we'll probably touch on that uh, in a number of different ways across many of the panels, uh, including some of the uh, fraud and enforcement issues as well. I mean, it's real dollars, they're real contracts, they're just not FAR-based contracts. And so we've got to uh, make sure we're tracking those uh, activities as they arise. Great, I, I think that provides a, a good introduction and overview of the annual review. And, and I can offer my own pitch for the audience, I end up watching at least a few sessions every year. I find it helpful to catch up on things that I may have missed, especially in areas that are peripheral to, to my primary practice. And many of the sessions, as you probably picked up on, are not only relevant to lawyers, but they're also relevant to non-lawyers in a number of respects. Uh, so I think we can wrap the preview there, Alan. But before I let you go, I do want to take the opportunity, and I asked you this when we previewed last year's annual review. I would like to ask you, given your where you sit and your expertise and your experience, I would like to take the opportunity to get your views on 2023. Because the annual review, like our podcast, touches on things that are coming down the pike, but it primarily focuses on what has happened and reporting on what's happened and what that means. But I'd be interested in your thoughts on what do you see as maybe two or three items that you expect in 2023 that will be a focus perhaps of the year in review for, you know, that's in 2024, looking back at 2023. Oh my gosh. Well, uh, a couple of things uh, come immediately to mind. Uh, first of all, the uh, congressional change of control in the House of Representatives is going to have a significant impact on a lot of activities. Uh, much of the oversight that was held this year, uh, particular by the Democrats in the House and the Senate of the administration has been uh, supportive oversight, challenging to policies and procedures, but uh, more supportive than 
accusatory. I, I think that oversight will change in the House of Representatives. Uh, in addition, the federal spending levels going forward are going to be uh, under review. Uh, I'm hoping that we'll have a full appropriations for the federal government before we convene our 2023 annual review. Uh, but the 2024 appropriations are going to be critical. How much is allocated to defense versus non-defense will be important for programs um, across the federal government. And as the money flows to agencies, some of that flows out in contracts and in grants. And so the flow of funds and the nature of what the government buys uh, may be shifting as well. So. Uh, last year, we saw significant growth in spending in cybersecurity. I don't know if we'll continue that level or uh, information technology, or whether the Defense Department will have some uh, you know, more traditional spending on their weapon systems. Uh, there's always uh, emerging issues around uh, emergencies, such as continued funding in Ukraine and disaster funding. Uh, those bring special rules and, uh, and opportunities. Uh, so it's, uh, it'll be a while before the House of Representatives organizes, not in the formal sense, but in the, the operational sense. Um, yet the issues uh, from the administration, uh, without the ability to get some legislation enacted, uh, I would expect a significant growth in presidential executive orders again next year. But as we saw this year, uh, lots of law, legal challenges to the scope of the president's authority to uh, undertake uh, everything from vaccinations to uh, debt reduction. And I would expect uh, the legal challenges to be as significant of the Biden administration's uh, administration activities, executive orders and regulations as they were this year. So uh, I'm pretty confident that when we get around to the annual, the, the Publications uh, each day, um, PubK will be covering these developments as they arise, and it'll be lots to talk about in the annual review that we conduct in uh, January of 2024. Great, thanks, Alan. And of course, we'll be covering those developments also uh, on our podcast, our partnership podcast as well. Uh, and like you said, you'll be covering them every single day on your various newsletters. Is there anything before we wrap up Alan, anything else in terms of PubK and the year ahead that you'd like to preview or pitch? Well, I'd like to thank you, Mike, for the, the podcast, the partnership, uh, giving me the opportunity here. We're excited uh, with the upcoming eighth annual session. I encourage everybody to register. Again, registration is free and uh, simply a click away on the pubk.com um, uh, website under the annual review tab. Uh, subscribe to uh, one or more of our publications. There's no better source of information on a regular basis than what you'll get out of these uh, uh, all four of our publications. Uh, and if, you're, uh, if there are new areas that you're interested in tracking, um, you or the folks at the firm or uh, listeners, please let us know. Just uh, drop us a note and uh, we'll do our best to accommodate uh, requests for information. Uh, and if there's new topics that we should be covering that we're not, uh, let us know and we'll do our best to do so. So thanks again for hosting me again this year. Look forward to our continued partnership uh, in calendar year 2023 and to a, a great annual review. Thanks, Alan. Thanks for taking the time. We really look forward to the annual review. 
And we look forward to hopefully having you back on the podcast in the future to, to hash out developments with us and explore issues of interest to this community. Thanks again. Thanks, Mike. Bonafide Needs is a joint production of and copyright Arnold and Porter, providing legal advice and thought leadership for government contractors, and the Pub K Group, publisher of daily news and insights for government contractors and their counsel. This podcast is produced by Mike McGill and Bill Olfer.